What is going on, everyone? It is Rob and Johnny. Welcome to episode 21 of the MM Arcade podcast. Rob, we've had a bit of a week or two. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's been weird. This is this is technically 21 2. 2. A second time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. We, um, we, Nightmare. I, so last week, I had nightmarish technical difficulties to try and get like the camera set up and then the lighting set up and everything. Regardless, we got there. We we stayed up late. We recorded the episode and then the the episode, the internet was dropping out. It corrupted halfway through. Yeah. Johnny was trying to save it like the way, <laughs> I don't know, doing his magic on the computer. I, I, I don't know, but we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. No. We couldn't do it. And, and we updated all of you in, in the community tab. Unfortunately, that's what happened. But we're back here now to like, touch all the wood in the world. Hopefully, this podcast records properly. And we're pretty much going to do a repeat of the podcast you missed. So you're not it's missing out on anything. more or less the same. <laughs> more or less, yeah. I mean, there weren't any fights on the weekend anyway, so we didn't miss out on too much. I know. We, we, we lucked out in a sense, but I do know yeah. there are a lot of fans out there that were pining mm. for me and Johnny's voice because it is the only noise and sound that puts <laughs> them to sleep. So, so I'm sorry <laughs> for that, but here you go. <laughs> Absolutely. And to talk about what we were talking about in the last, the forgotten episode 21 podcast. So mm. mainly we were talking about a bunch of huge fight na- announcements that were announced by Dana um, the other week. And we wanted to talk about those in today's episode. So Rob, let's start off talking about one of the big ones. At UFC mm-hmm. 295, we have Yuri Prohaska, Alex Pereira, set to fight for the vacant light heavyweight title as the co-main for the John Jones-Steve Miocic fight, which is it's an interesting fight, but also what a stacked card, and do you kind of feel bad for those two fighting as a co-main? <laughs> Mate, oh... Well, it, it's funny. What, what I find funny is that we're saying the same things. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like struggling to say things because I'm like, didn't I say that already? But yeah. I realize none of you have have listened to it. But mate, it's the light heavyweight title is in a funny position. It's it's the fact that Yuri had to give it up, yeah. and then um, uh, what's his name had to top of my head. Uh, Jamal Hill. The last guy, Jamal Hill. Yeah. That's it. Had to give it up. And now it's up for grabs again against Yuri and Pereira. That is going to be an interesting fight in itself. I don't want to get too much into that because that takes away my breakdown episode. But <laughs> that's an interesting fight. And by all means, it would be the the draw. That would be the headline of a card if John Jones wasn't headlining it. And yeah. To have John Jones in the heavyweight division headlining that card, you know, ahead of the light heavyweight title, oh, it's just John Jones is just like the big daddy of that division of, yeah. of that division and the heavyweight division, isn't he? Like, just absolutely dominant in the light heavyweight division, and then moves up, and now he's he's like, you boys can can fight over that one. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm going to defend the big boy belt. It's just. Ah, oh, it's a power move for sure. For sure. <laughs> it, it, it's very interesting though. Like I would have loved to have seen John Jones actually stay in that division and see some of the fights that he could have had because he hasn't done, like he had a great fight obviously against Cyril Garn, Um, but he hasn't done all that much in heavyweight yet, has he? Like he obviously won the no, title, he, but. Uh. Well, he's only just come back to be fair. To well, be fair, well, hold on. Where was his last back. fight? It's been a while. It's, he goes a long time uh, in between it? drinks. It was this year, wasn't it? Like at the right. I feel of the like start, it was this right? year. I'm gonna, yeah, but that's I'm gonna all right. Come on, dude. <laughs> Two fights. A year, a yeah, year. true, true. I take about a year to get in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and obviously, like his performance, his 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 last performance against Sirogan. Yeah. Maybe what he's doing is working. You know, having that proper time off, having that proper time to really get into his health and to get into mm. his head and, and and find that space where he performs the best because he it ran he ran a muck on Cyril last fight so oh, it was maybe brutal. maybe if it ain't broke don't fix it you know he, he might be onto something and Cyril as well obviously just had his recent win like Cyril's no pushover it's just John Jones no, is no, an no. absolute freak dude um so He's yeah you were right by the way it was in March of this year it just feels like an age ago because before that, Jones didn't fight for like years because of that, that whole situation. Yeah, um, yeah. But and, it's going to be isn't interesting that fight. crazy for him to ta- to have that time off and just come yeah. back in and do what he does? 
you know. But I'm I'm looking forward to getting him in there. I do, I do feel like he's. I don't know. He's left the light heavy heavyweight division a bit of a mess since leaving, and just now he's he's the headline yeah. of the co-main, which is a title shot still. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, it's just it's interesting. It's I, interesting, I really you know? feel like Pereira Power play for sure. Pereira is going to like stamp his mark on the light heavyweight division again and make it great again. I I, I really like, and I'm not saying that Jamal Hill was was a bad champ by any, by any means. Like he's obviously a phenomenal fighter, but I really think Pereira can do great things. And just seeing him come into the sport and all he's accomplished so quickly, I'm very very happy for him. And Prohaska is oh, it's going to be a banger. I can't wait for it. We'll save mm. that for the breakdown mm. episode. <laughs> we weeks. will, we will, we will. Next up, though, we've got UFC 296 welterweight champion Leon Edwards is making his second defense against Colby Covington. This was obviously the long-rumored title mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. fight, and it's finally happening at UFC 296. Rob, what do you think about this one? Um, I'm very interested to see it happen. I know a lot of people didn't want to see Colby get in there and 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 fight Leon, but Man. I do. <laughs> I do. I want to see. I know Leon didn't want to see it, but like Leon's a champ. He's going to be earning pay per view regardless. Yeah. I think he did so well against Usman um, last fight that I, I, you know, I would I would put him as a favorite moving into his, this next fight with Colby. Mm. Understandably, Colby has an extra lung. Like he he is yeah. an absolute terror in there. But still, I think it's a good fight. It makes sense. Plus, let's let's be honest. Let's take. Let's take logic out of there and just make make a fight the fans want to see. They the fans want to see that fight. They want to see Colby not fight Usman and fight for a title. You know, yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. That's that's this fight. I I I was one of the people that didn't want to see Covington in there. Not necessarily because it wouldn't be a, a huge pay per view because it would be like he's a huge huge name, right? Mm. Um, but I feel like Bilal Muhammad needed to be in the conversation and he was just, it seems like he was just glossed over, not only by Dana, but also the, some of the fan base as well. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. he'll get his shot, but I, who knows? I do feel though, Bilal's last fight definitely gets him in the talks and in the position that he needs to be in mm. to make that next fight. I, I, I would have to say Bilal is, is next in line at, well, at the very least. I heard... I don't know who I heard this from, but... but <laughs> yeah, who, that's what I'm thinking. Like, who'd you, who'd you hear it from? <laughs> I, I mean, like, I think I watched a video. I don't have any sources. But <laughs> I, could could Bilal be versing uh, Usman next? Like, could that be a, a fight that they make before? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Firstly, I think Usman's calling out just about anyone. Right? I mean, true. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Now, like, don't he, blame he's him. He's calling a lot of yeah. people out. <laughs> and, like, there was even a rumor that he's going to go up to middleweight. You know, and uh, wouldn't that be interesting? Because have you seen photos of him? He's looking huge right now. He is. You know, he's, 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 I don't he's know. Got the, he's got the meat on him. But, yeah, I I don't know because you're right, though. Colby and, and Leon, they're going to fight and they're going to have to have time off afterwards. It's a long time out of the gate for Bilal if that's the sort of fighter he is. He wants to get in there quickly because I think yeah. he fought he fought uh, Burns when? Probably two months ago, mm-hmm. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Something like that. that. That's not even that long. If he gets guaranteed, maybe, maybe though he's not getting guaranteed a title, a title shot. He's not getting guaranteed that next contention slot. Which means, what's he doing? He's just sitting, just sitting there. You know, yeah, sitting on his hands. So, um, yeah, it's it's hard to say because it's very hard to speak, especially for me. So I understand how the division works. I understand the talks behind the the curtain and mm. um, and how the the pieces are moving. And you you kind of get a, a say. In, in certain things on when you want to fight or who you want to fight next or what's going on. And you see the people fight, but then all this is happening in my division, so I understand it from that perspective. Mm. But then the, every division has its own little scenario like this. They're, they're all kind of just like moving chess pieces. Yeah. And, you know, they're all talking to the matchmakers and the matchmakers are talking to them and they're telling them what's up, but – you know, it, it'd be very interesting to to listen to that. Yeah. So, like, I was kind of having a think about it. So, Bilal, I, I would say, even right now, has des- earned and deserves his shot at the title. And obviously, it would be against the winner of, of Edwards and Covington. It's a very similar position that Gaethje is in, obviously, because Makachev is versus Oliveira. 
And I would say Gaethje is next in line. But when will Gaethje fight? Because Makachev mm. could fight Volk after that if they get their stuff sorted. Mm. Makachev threw out the random thing about, I might want to fight Covington if he wins. So it's just, mm. it's all up in the air. I have no idea what's going on in UFC anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, mate, that's tricky because you see, if Volk wants that fight, he's kind of earned it. He's, he's, oh, he's yeah. kind of earned. Yeah. yeah. And he's, we all want to see it. He's kind of too. earned. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of earned that weight in, in trying to pull fights, right? But then Makachev winning this fight again, you know, especially after the way he did it the first time, it, it gives him some weight to wanting to move up. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, especially because he's already fought Volk. It, it's, I mean, it's such a tricky place to try and pin down fights. Yeah. <laughs> Hypothetical matchmaking is tough. As as an aside, and we're not going to do the breakdown breakdown now, obviously, but I cannot wait to see Makachev and Oliveira. I, Makachev is talking a huge, huge game, and naturally so. He should be very confident. Mm-hmm. He's earned that. But I think we're going to see a different see a different Oliveira for that fight. So we can't. I can't wait till we actually talk about that one. Um, yeah. Next can one, I, can I say? Yeah, Oliveira coming back from losses mm. has is is like one of my one of my big inspirations because yeah. like I'm the sort of guy that after a loss gets back to the training floor, mm. puts some pieces together, tries new things, and comes back better. Yeah, and like that that that's. I really live in that mentality and I live in that space. But it seems like n- no one does it better than Oliveira, right? Mm. Like he, mm. he shakes off he shakes off a loss and comes back stronger, better than ever. And and he did it against Darius. Like that was meant I to know. be the next guy, right? So this is no, it was I no know. pushover dude. And he mm-hmm. smacked him. So I'm yeah, mm. we'll we'll save it for the breakdown episode, but I'm low-key very excited for for that one. Um the next fight that we can talk about quickly is Stephen Wonderwhite Thompson fighting Shavkat Rachmanov. Interesting one uh, at welterweight. I, I, I don't know why Stephen Thompson took this fight because Shavkat is a freak and I worry he's gonna lose. Um but apparently that's a thing. That's that's gonna be a fight as well. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm a guy that Finds it very hard to ever bet against Stephen Thompson. He's just such an yeah. elusive fighter, and he's so he's so good at he can win in an exciting fashion, but he can also just just win. You know, he's very yeah. good at just winning. Like <laughs> he's got the perfect style for it. Mm. Um, and now he's fighting an up and comer. You know, one of the biggest threats in the division at the moment. And yeah, I don't know. You you would have to think. The, obviously, this is Shavkat's chance to solidify his spot. Along, yeah. along the elite, along the top, the top dogs, right? Yeah. But this might also, you know, on the other side of the fence, which maybe is why Stevens entertaining the fight is just that if he beats Shavkat, he's still in talks. He's still, sure. he's still right there. He wants, he's obviously hunting for bigger things. Mm. And uh, yeah, I guess, I guess this is one of those pivotal moments for both guys. A pivotal mo- a moment for for Wonder Boy mm. and for Shavkat because. One gets pushed into the elite group and one gets pushed back into the talks of title contention potentially. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I, I still got this. I'm still here. I'm still hunting. Yeah. I, I would say Shavkat Tell probably him, yeah. has less to lose than Wonderboy because if he loses, it's his first loss. He's on the 17 win streak. He'll yeah, easily get he can back work into his that. way back in. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas with Wonderboy, I think he doesn't have, you know, that kind of direct route again. But that one's going to be an interesting fight and we still got a few more I'm to talk about. Up. This I one. Want, I want to find out how hmm? how old Wonderboy Thompson is because how old is he? Pretty sure he's a vampire. Pretty sure he's a <laughs> doesn't vampire. he doesn't age. Him he and, is forty. Oh my god! I was I was gonna say thirty eight, <laughs> and I've been way off. <laughs> he is he is forty. Okay, yeah. he looks the same. <laughs> like he's a he's a Honestly, vampire. Dude. I'm pretty sure he's a vampire. So obviously, yeah. I again, I double down on what I said before. Mm. He's fighting Shavkat. He beats Shavkat. He has one last shot. You know, yep. he, he fights. He obviously he's not going to get him a title shot right now, but it gets mm. him in the talks of fighting. Fighting who? Um, Usman fighting. Look, I would uh, say. Muhammad, maybe. Yeah, if, if Muhammad doesn't immediately get a title opportunity and he decides to wait it out, maybe Usman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that would be an interesting maybe. fight. Um, mm-hmm. Next fight that we have to talk about, and, and I want to. 
tell a quick backstory behind this. When we started recording, or before we started recording last week's episode, I told Rob about this fight, and he had no idea that the fight was announced. You should have seen his reaction. Paddy Pimlet, <laughs> yeah. Tony Ferguson <laughs> announced to be fighting. Rob, tell it like it is. What, what do you reckon of this fight? Oh, mate, what a... I don't know. I, <laughs> me, and I, I think me and a lot of other U, UFC fans, especially fans of Tony Ferguson, because I'm a fan of Tony, Tony yeah. Ferguson, right? Yeah. We thought his last fight was his last fight. Like, that's mm-hmm. what it looked like. It's not like he's been on an incline or he's been getting, he's been just getting beaten or he's been having tight fights but losing jest somehow. Mm. It's, it hasn't been that way. And honestly, the Tony Ferguson I saw last time in the Octagon was just one that, I don't know, doesn't look like he has it anymore. No. You know, and don't get me wrong. I want to be wrong. I yeah. told you, I'm a fan of Tony Ferguson. I want to be wrong. I want to see him come back into this fight with Paddy, put on a clinical Tony Ferguson performance, mm. and, you know, and, and, and move from there. But for a few fights now, we haven't seen the same Tony. We haven't. I don't know what's changed, but we don't we don't see that same Ferguson that was an absolute nightmare in the division. Yeah, and um, and Paddy, you know, taking a fight against Tony Ferguson, mm. Paddy, uh, what one of the fastest rising stars of the game, <laughs> and then fastest <laughs> falling dropping stars of the game, <laughs> falling stars of the game. Like it's it it's crazy. This, this fight, <laughs> like I didn't. This fight's great for that reason. Like, I think people are going to watch it because of that. That reason is like, yeah. Ah. And you know what? I think Tony Tony could be Patty. He could. Like, he even, absolutely even, could. Even the, even the Tony we saw last time, I think, could be Patty. Because I, I do think Patty has, was was overhyped yeah. for his skill set. I think he still needed, which is which is fine because there are a lot of guys in the UFC that get into the UFC and have to develop their skill sets and develop their caliber as they go along. That's mm. just the nature of the game. You don't need to start the UFC as a beast. Problem was his mouth. He was running his mouth and he was, <laughs> he was, you know, he was acting like he was already the best when obviously yeah. we saw some things that suggested you still got to work on some things, you yeah. know. But I don't know. I'm, I'm interested in this fight. I'm going to tune in. I wish – I don't know. I hope I do hope we see a good showing of Tony Ferguson just and then he retires, you know, if he doesn't come out and just flash knock him out in two seconds or something like that. So like, I I, I hate to be the bearer of news, but Tony has pretty much been like, I'm gonna keep fighting, regardless of the result. He said something along those lines. Um he he just wants to keep going and going and going and maybe until his body doesn't let him do it anymore. I, I really hope Tony wins. I think he has a path to be able to win against Patty. But obviously the the favorite favorite person to win this one is Patty. I, I will say though about Patty, I don't begrudge him for being a talker. Like it, it makes stuff like this interesting. Yeah, he's fallen down a little bit. And yeah, maybe his skill set didn't match his, his mouth. But at least it makes things a little bit fun. Like this is an interesting fight. Like this is this is like WWE matchups. You yeah. know what I mean? This is what it feels like. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like though you can be a talker with some humility. I agree. If, yeah. Like like Connor did it so well because he was he was like he was a like charismatic mm. mastermind, mm. right? But also his skill sets were top tier. His yeah. striking is still some of the best the game's seen. So mm. his timing is uncanny. Yeah, 100%. So, I don't know. So it's going to be a fun still ex- one. Still excited about <laughs> Yeah. And the last one that we have to talk about, Rob, in your division, Jared Cannonier and Roman Delize have agreed to a fight to fight on yeah, UFC Fight yeah, Night, yeah. December you know, 2, I think, or something like that. What do you think mm-hmm. of this one, Rob? Because he called you um, out and then Cannonier. He did. <laughs> he did. I was um I was interested in fighting Roman, but yeah. um, I just, just the timelines didn't quite work out. Yeah. I don't want to. I kind of rushed into my last fight, and I don't want to rush into this next one just because I want this next one to be a statement-making fight. I want to get in there and I want to really cement the fact that I'm coming in here for for with all the chips. You know, the, the, the cards are down, sort of thing. I want to, I want to go in there and and send send a letter to the rest of of the division that mm. you know I'm going to be the next guy with the gold wrapped around his waist. Yeah. And, uh, 
yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to rush that. I want it to be perfect. I want to come back perfect sell sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that reference. It's, it's going to be a fun fight for sure. Um, we've already tried to play matchmaker. We're not going to do it again with a middleweight division, um, but it will make things very interesting if, if Cannoneer does win, I think, but Rob, that's pretty much all the fight news that we had to talk about, all the big announcements that we already talked yep. about in last week's Forgotten Podcast. Um, unless you mm-hmm. had anything else UFC-related, I think we can move on to the game's Mate, news. That is the hottest news at the moment. Looking yeah. forward to some big fights moving up, but let's jump into some game talk. And and it can be melded in with what we're playing as well because the big news that, that in, the, in the past week was definitely the launch of Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty and also Update 2.0. So Update 2.0 came out first. That was the free update. Essentially, the, the overhaul of Cyberpunk that we'd been waiting for for a little bit. Bunch of changes, especially with regards to combat, new police system, vehicle changes, combat AI enhancement. Uh, there's also perk and skill changes completely over, overhauling that system. And you do get a free reset um, if you were to keep you know, playing with your old character. But CD Projekt Red were like, nah, we'd actually suggest you start a new character for this one because there are so many changes and we want you to be able to experience them all. Pretty much what they were implying as you naturally progress through that perk tree or that skill tree. Um, so a bunch of changes with, with uh, Update 2.0. And then obviously Phantom Liberty dropped, paid DLC, but a lot of people have picked it up. Kind of like a, a spy thriller. You have to try and save the the president of the NUS. I played a little bit of it. I'll be keen to get your thoughts on it, Rob, because I know that... Did, did you actually end up playing uh, Phantom Liberty a little bit? I know that you got back into it with Update 2.0, but... Yeah, so um, I've played tons of Cyberpunk 2.0. Okay? Yeah. I haven't actually started Phantom Liberty yet, mm. like the, the deal portion of the game, because... I started from the beginning and I'm just not up to it. Fair <laughs> like, enough. I'm a bit of a slow burner with these sort of games. Yeah. And I like <clears> – <throat> I'm the sort of guy like with Skyrim or with any other sort of free-roaming sandboxy game, as soon as – like I, you start – you get through the tutorial, you start the main mission, this person's there, you're like, yeah, no worries, I'll be back. <laughs> then I duck <laughs> off for about seven and a half years. Okay, and during this time, I'm grinding, I'm leveling, I'm getting missions, I'm getting houses, I'm getting cars, and I'm just looping up so that when I do these high-profile missions and, you know, the the big boss comes out of nowhere, I'm like a god and I can smack him around, you know, I just, I I like it. I like running through the story campaigns overpowered. Yeah. Not, now not cheated overpowered, I don't like cheating, but- (laughs) I like having spent 24 hours grinding <laughs> the same loop of enemies to become strong to get in there and run a muck on people. It just yeah. makes me feel good. The, the line gets blurry <laughs> between what's cheating and taking advantage of a legitimate in-game mechanic. You know what I mean? Like, depends on what your perspective no, is. No, no, Johnny. No, Johnny. Yeah, don't look it at does, me Rob. Don't look at me with your sly eyes, I'm telling bro. you. <laughs> don't look at me like you're trying to lure me into the dark side. You know what's cheating, and I'll point to everybody watching this as well. Okay. You know when you're cheating, okay, because you feel a little guilty inside, <laughs> but you push it down, but you push it down, uh, and the more you do it, the less you feel it, but it was there, and you know it was there. <laughs> <laughs> okay everyone knows everyone knows <laughs> i guess i guess but um yeah so i i was playing cyberpunk 2077 update 2.0 and phantom liberty didn't end up finishing it because i do want to start a new game um shout out to nvidia they actually sent me an rtx 4090 to be able to make a video about cyberpunk 2077 and, and cover all of the changes especially when it comes to dlss 3.5 ray reconstruction full ray tracing Dude, when I was playing the game on, on that graphics card, it is really a sight to behold. Mm-hmm. I, I hope everyone in their life gets the opportunity to see. Obviously, you could probably play the game at, you know, at 4K, ray tracing, ultra. But to be able to see that at a high frame rate, it's just gorgeous. I, I, I think it's fair to say that Cyberpunk 2077 is probably one of the most pretty video games ever released. And I know that's a big statement, but it has to be up there. This thing is yeah. absolutely gorgeous the the character models the particle effects even like chromatic aberration with all the neon lights coming in usually i turn that stuff off in games but with 2077 just beautiful 
I can't wait to. Yeah. That's going to be the next big game that I do a, a playthrough of and just dedicate a hundred plus hours to. It is phenomenally looking, and I can't wait to actually play Phantom Liberty properly again as well. Yeah, Cyberpunk. They, they've they've been, and I've got to give it to to Project Red. The launch was rough, and even they've yeah. admitted that. But they have constantly worked worked on it and worked on it and worked on it and they've been adding new updates like a big one was 1.6 when they added some new things and some new like relationship mechanics so that when you start a relationship with someone like this this text now you can text mm. each other and you know it just adds another layer of immersion they added new things with the cars and then 2.0 has just redone the game 2.0 is great if you're a cyberpunk fan and you played cyberpunk beforehand do 2.0. 2.0 does change a lot of things. There's a lot of new things with the, yeah. the cars. There's vehicular combat now. There's a lot of new cars. The cars have guns now. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and uh, they completely re-overhauled the perk system. The perk system is so much more fun to play with. It's so much more streamlined. Yeah. So like you don't have to dip like your toes in the cool. You don't have to dip your toes in the reflex. You don't have to, just to get all those perks. Like cool was useless before. All it did was increase percent chance to crit. Like it, was, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't fun. It wasn't mm, cool. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's Now it's its own skill tree. A mm. lot of these skill trees now, these build paths feel like they have an impact in your build progression. And mm. as a build ho myself, I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. building characters. And heads up for anyone starting the game from a save file. So I started from a save file even though I know I want to start a new one because I had a character that was just past the tutorial mm. that I went and did a bunch of grinding on then gave up. Mm. haven't done any of the main missions, but I, d I don't want to do the tutorial again. I'm sick of it. Fair right? enough. You only get one re-roll attributes thing. Mm. One. Only one. Use so it wisely. It <laughs> yeah, hard save that. Yeah. Hard save that, and then yeah, muck around. You only get one. Use it wisely. You can refund perk points, but one attribute one. So make it count. We were saying last week you can completely max out three attributes and then do yeah, a bit of that. two. You get about sixty-six points. Yeah, yeah. So you definitely want to be careful. Starting bases for sure. Hmm. It just I I Every love base starts at three I think yeah I love a, a good feel good story in the games industry and it's just nice to see after as you mentioned the rough launch hmm. that CDPR had with this game hmm. for them to actually I would safely say like they are now they have the game that they wanted to release at launch if everything in a, in a perfect world went smoothly and it's honestly it's, it's a little bit sad that there's not going to be DLC after this because they're probably moving on to The Witcher or something like this after that um, yeah so yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is sad because this Cyberpunk's great. Cyberpunk's great. And if you're worried about the difficulty curve of it, it's not hard. No. It's not hard at all. No. It's 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 really easy just to get in there. Like literally I'm just running around punching dudes in the face. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it is not hard. I don't put I don't even put my poke points in most of the time. Like I just yeah. I just run around punching dudes <laughs> and it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Like I, there's no problemo. The way you play games, man, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> but well <laughs> my first my first run was like a full net hacker and it, it was like my take on a wizard in cyberpunk and it was so much fun i don't know if i'll get the same highs mm. with the revamped sire quick hacks mm. trees but back in the day you used to be able to like stand outside the building and you ping the security camera on the outside it would ping every enemy enemy in the building and then you do contagion and it would just go throughout the entire That's building. That's ridiculous. What do you have to walk in there, dude? Ridiculous. Like, it was so dude. good. Doesn't make any so sense. Good, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to get that that sort of high. Uh well, well, let me know how you go like when it, you eventually reach uh, Phantom Liberty. I, I would be interested to know what you think of the expansion because Idris Elba is in there as well. Apparently it's it's pretty good. So I'm looking forward to eventually completing it. Um but Rob, that's again. It was kind of the game's news, but also what we've been playing. We can go yeah. into that further a little bit more. Have you been playing anything else recently? I have, I have. So I've been playing Baldur's Gate three still. Mm, okay, of course. So I've been, I've been, I've been torn between Cyberpunk and Baldur's Gate three because there's such big genre shifts that, like, I want to play Baldur's Gate. But I, if I'm playing Cyberpunk, I don't feel like fantasy. And if I'm playing Baldur's Gate, I don't feel like 
mm. sci-fi. Like it's it's weird. I, it's messing with my head if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Right? So I end up just playing a little game that I call Noita. Okay. Okay. Um, See so if I can spell that. To everybody right. out there, comment below if you understand the game Noita, if you've played the game Noita. That is a hard game, dude. That mm. is a hard, hard it game. It looks like a hard game. It is. Deceptively. It is. Yeah. It is so much fun, though. It is so – it's the type of game where you're like, just one more run, just one more run. Yeah. Like, I'll get the next one. And <laughs> I've got to say, 95% of my deaths on this game, Noita, mm. Mm. have been because of myself. Like, things that I've done to myself, like trying out a new untested wand mm. that – I've never tried before and ends up killing me or trying a wand with a spell that like it has a sort of reaction to another spell that I didn't see coming and it kills me or I just play poorly. <laughs> like, yeah, it is, it is a crazy, so it's a, it's a game where it's like a 2d side scroller, right? Yeah. Not side scroller cause you go up and down. Yeah. But um, essentially you, you get spells and you put the spells into the wands and the, the different combinations, so like the way you put your spells in your wand, change the outcome of the spell. So it's like if you've got like projectile increase and then put a projectile after it, it increases the projectile's shot. Mm. And there's a lot of different modifiers like that, like two times or weird weird angles or returning warps, like different things like that. There's heaps. There's hundreds of them. Yeah. And you can make some really absurd combinations with these wands. Right, like I've seen some things on YouTube where guys use his wands and the entire the entire screen turns to dust. Like <laughs> it is it is unreal. I don't even know how they get to that level because I can't do anything. I'm useless in this game. But it, I've been playing that a lot. It's a bloody YouTubers, man. They always fun. know the guides and the things it's to do. Fun. <laughs> I really think you should give it a sus. I recommend it to anyone. All right, because <laughs> it's it's fun. Fair, fair. <laughs> if you're a sucker for punishment, it's fun. <laughs> So aside from that, it's been Baldur's Gate three, pretty much. Hey, that's it. That's it. There isn't. There isn't much else. There hasn't been much time for anything else. I've been just training. Yeah, been pumping iron, wrestling, <laughs> rolling, making me feel punching. guilty. <laughs> I, I personally, so I got a review code for Assassin's Creed Mirage, and actually, mm -hmm. by the time this podcast episode drops, it'll be about thirty minutes or so after my review on my channel comes out. Um, so that's when the embargo actually lifts. So Assassin's Creed Mirage, I've kind of hinted at before. It's a prequel to, to Valhalla in, in a sense. You play as Basim, which is one of the characters introduced in, the, in that game. It's more of a, it's a smaller, more condensed video game, not selling at full price. It's a, it's a bit cheaper. It's like anywhere from 20 to 30 hours of gameplay, depending upon how, you know, how much loot you want to collect and how comprehensive you want to take it. Um, but I've been really, really enjoying it. The, the main takeaway for me for this game is that I think for the past few Assassin's Creed games that we've gotten, so Origins, Valhalla, Odyssey, those kinds of games, those games haven't really been Assassin's games. And, and I've liked, like, I really liked Origins. I really liked Valhalla. I didn't actually end up playing Odyssey because, like, I don't know the the vibe of it, the theme of it, just didn't you know vibe with me well. But when mm. I got to the end of Valhalla, I was like, "All right, I need an actual Assassin's Creed game about playing as an assassin," and that's exactly what Mirage is providing you. Like, you can go through any map, any base, any area of the map, and go unseen, sneak by, kill everyone, and complete the mission. Like, direct combat is actually mm. not your primary weapon. You have smoke bombs, blow darts, traps, throwing knives using a hidden blade. You've got eagle vision so you can see where enemies are. You have an eagle that you can throw out beforehand and tag enemies for you. And then you have this really cool thing called Assassin's Focus, which lets you chain together multiple assassinations almost instantaneously. Like, this game does what the original games introduced and just enhances it tenfold. I actually think... Mm that this is one of the definitive ways of experiencing Assassin's Creed as a franchise because there's so many titles in there now. This is peak Assassin-style gameplay in <laughs> Assassin's Creed. And I think if anyone is like looking to get back into Assassin's Creed, this is perfect for you because it's a short experience as well. And even if you're new to the franchise, this is probably the best game to play because you're playing it with updated graphics, um, you know, like, it's not you're not playing an old title that's a little bit dated like Assassin's Creed One or the Ezio trilogy, and you're experiencing all these really cool Assassin style gameplay. So 
I actually love it, man. And it's not perfect by any means, mm. but I've been having a blast playing Assassin's Creed Mirage. It's funny you say that, and I'm so so glad to hear mm. that you said it's the best Assassin game because I, I've been trying to work out why I haven't been able to get into these Assassin's Creed games. Mm. And given I, I never started from the original ones, I kind of started maybe Odyssey or yeah. – no, I, I did Black Flag. I did Black Flag, but I did Odyssey and then I did Valhalla for a bit. And I, like I, they just could never grab me. And you know what it was? And you said it and I didn't realize what it was until you said it. It's that the open combat, it, I didn't want to – I didn't like the open combat. Yeah. Like, you know, you're supposed to – they have all these cool stealth mechanics and stealth animations and parkour-type scenarios. Yeah. And then you send me into a fight against four dudes where I can just perfect parry everyone because I'm a god. A hundred percent, dude. You, you've <laughs> absolutely nailed it. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, if you, if you know the way the franchise has developed until that point, like when Origins came out and Odyssey and Valhalla, like the franchise was and the formula needed a change because I think everyone had gotten a bit tired of the, the regular stealthy, sneaky Assassin's gameplay in the previous games. But I think now that those three games are done and dusted, it's just nice to have an actual Assassin's game in the form of Mirage. So mm. if you if you have a weekend free, Rob, and you don't even need, necessarily need to finish it, like if you can get to the stage where you have all your tools and you're going through and you're putting enemies to sleep and, and you're throwing a smoke bomb to get in for a quick kill, I think you'll probably enjoy this Assassin's Creed game more than any of the ones that you've played so far. For well, sure. I've got one critical question for you, John. Go on. One critical tell, question. Tell me. Am I still a chick in a time tube? I don't know yet. Actually, it's a very good question because I haven't finished it yet. Um, I've done most of like, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but there's certain guys you have to take down and then I think eventually there's like a main dude that you need to take down. So I've done most okay. of the main guys, but I haven't reached the part of the gameplay where it tells me like who I am and, mm. you know, like why am I able was to my play big- as Bassam? Yeah, that was my biggest gripe with the entire series was like I was usually some student kid in a in like a time bubble time machine yeah. and it just it just killed my immersion. It killed I'm, I'm going to tell you though that when you start this game, yes, it puts that context. It's very subtle. It's like a 20, 30 second little intro that tells you why you're able to play as Bassem, but you don't know who you are exactly. Um, okay. So you could be this cool dude. I mean, I don't know. Well, you could be a student. Wouldn't it be a trip if you were like an assassin? Playing an assassin. So, Rob, this is why I love the Ezio trilogy because you were, you were uh, eventually like a proper actual assassin going back and experiencing the memories of your ancestors who were also assassins. That's what made it cool. Mm. And then the other, like the new Assassin's Creed games, you're just playing as a random person who has nothing to do with people <laughs> that you're using the memories of. So, I get, <laughs> yeah. I, I 100% agree. You need to be an assassin yeah. <laughs> in both worlds. I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Name drop. Like, yeah. Name drop. <laughs> For sure. But it's good. I, I, I'm enjoying Assassin's Creed Mirage. And it's again, it's a little bit cheaper. So if you if you pick it up, I'm sure most people won't be disappointed. The, um, the one thing that. that I'll say is that there's, there's a bit, been a bit of a, a debate in the games industry this week, Rob. And it's not just been because of Mirage. It's actually been more because of Marvel Spider-Man 2. People are like, oh, 20 to 30 hour games aren't worth the money. And I'm just saying, nah, give me more of that shit because I can't finish every 200-hour game out there. When I get a 20 to 30-hour game that I can finish within a week comfortably, I'm cra- yeah. I'm eating that shit up, man. <laughs> so give me There's more There's always going to be a split populace on that, though, because yeah. like I like games that you can finish the story in 20, 30 hours yep. or you can do whatever you want forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like games that don't really have an ending. Like... Mm. Yeah, you like a balance though, um, right? You like I like going back and forth between those games. Like I just finished Starfield, which is a long game, and now I'm going to something like Mirage, and that's a nice feeling that I can finish this game mm. or even a couple of games, and then I'll go back into Cyberpunk, which is a hundred plus whatever hours. You know, you see, the, I won't play the short games generally. Go though, I won't Fair play enough. like because I I get really immersed in them and I dig into them. It's uh, if I, if I don't want to play a longer game or I can't be bothered jumping into story because yeah. let's be honest like you jump into a game sometimes i just cannot be asked for story i don't want to know who you are or why you're in front of me i just want you to point me at something so i can kill it like that's it that's all i need right now fair, fair. and i need some new shiny trinkets to get me stronger yeah 
they're my roguelikes. That's why I like roguelikes. That's why I like Case of Cud. That's why I like Noita. That's why I like, I don't know, all these, all those sort of games like Rogue Legacy 2, mm. Stone Shard, all these games because Backpack Hero. <laughs> like, they're, Backpack they're, Hero. Because you jump in and realistically you could go forever. You can become near godlike, unkillable. Mm. Chances are you're about to die in 30 minutes, right? <laughs> so yeah. and there's with these roguelikes, there's generally never background or lore or stories. It's just you get in, you're in a dungeon for some sort. Let's see how deep you can go. And you just go and go and go. And then kind of the lore unveils around you. That's what I've always loved about the Dark Souls series. It's like they yeah. don't smash you with lore out of the gate. You kind of put it together as you're going along. And mm. I I love that approach. Yeah. I I do like that approach, but sometimes, like I am a law fanatic. I like it when it's sh- not too much, but when it's part of the main story and it naturally plays out and it tells you the key things that you need to know, that's what I love. When I play games like Dark Souls or Elden Ring, it doesn't matter how much I read. It doesn't matter all the lore that I try and discover. The only way that I'm going to be able to understand it all is watching a YouTuber summarizing it for me. Like, if I want to understand Dark Souls or, or Elden Ring, I have to watch Vardy Video. That is the only way. <laughs> and it's yeah, not a bad but, thing, but that's just the way the yeah, games are. But then, but then it makes all your experiences in game suddenly come together like You're a right. jigsaw puzzle. I agree. You're you know, right. it's yeah, like because yeah. I like I'll listen to one of those YouTubes, and you mm. should though, because like that's just how history's put together. Yeah, but then. As well as like, let's be honest, like Dark Souls try to hide their lore. It's crazy. But <laughs> you, you'll be going around and then you'll see something that you know has been there since the test of time or is some mm. sacred relic or sacred statue or something like that. And um, yeah, it's just it's just cool. Adds adds another layer. You know what game I am interested in, Johnny? Mm. I wonder if we can get codes for it. Go on. Right? Uh, I say I say that to you now, hoping you can As get hint, codes for it. As a hint, all right. Let me know who to email. <laughs> Lies of P. I want to play that game. Hold on, hold on. I want to play Lies of P. Isn't that out already? It is, but I just want I just want a code. Okay, (laughs) so Lies of P. I'm pretty sure is on Game Pass right now. I'm pretty sure it is. Is it? I don't. My son uses Game Pass. I I genuinely Mm. think it's on Game Pass. Someone correct me in the comments, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Lies of P is on Game Pass. There you go, Rob. You can play the game. Yeah, but you know, I play. I only play my games through Steam, bro. Fair enough. Then I'll say, like, who would I need to? My I, son uses my Game Pass. Like, if yeah, not, yeah. I will need. To, I don't know who the hell. So it's Neo Wiz Games and Round Eight Studio. I have genuinely no idea who does that in Australia. Because so. I, I want to play a Pinocchio that claps, dude. I decided. <laughs> You know, that's that's what I want to do. I want to go around smacking puppets around. Uh, that's like the best way you mm. could have described that game. <laughs> Dude, that's what it is. Uh. Pinocchio going around punching on. Uh, I, I, I will try I just and find sold, out. I just sold that game to all our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to know it's anything else. what it is. Pinocchio, yeah. mechanical hand, and you go around smacking yeah. other puppets, too. Yeah. <laughs> P- uh, Pinocchio in in a Souls like game. That's that is literally all you need to know about Lies of P. Yeah, dude. <laughs> if I if I, I can't find the 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 publisher or the developer in Australia, then you might just have to play it on Game Pass, which you have access to. You can just download the just, the Xbox. I'll just PC support Game the Pass. developers and purchase it like a good wholesome, good, good on wholesome you, man. man that I'm I am, proud of you. You know, <laughs> I am big on support the developers. Like, oh for sure. I think people should. I really like indie games. I think yeah. Like I think you should support developers. Yeah. Just because. Uh, that's just showing respect. Yeah. Like uh like indie titles that bring out like skin packs mm. and people whinge and bitch at the skin packs. It's like, bro, it's five bucks. Yeah. Like don't get a coffee one day. Yeah. You know? Just just support the developers. I think <laughs> And if you can't afford it, then don't buy the skins. We understand. Yeah. Don't leave a no, no, a dirty comment, but mm. in- indie developers in particular, because yes, there are a few that are breakout hits and they've become fairly, you know, well off because of them. But most of the developers are very, very small teams, if not solo teams. They're not rolling in money. They're trying to make ends meet like any other person out there. So I agree. Buy a skin pack and, or don't complain about it. I think it's totally fine because the, the thing that I need to keep in mind as well when it comes to especially indie games, oftentimes like a lot of people are buying them because they're on sale and they're obviously not getting as much as the, of the purchase price from that compared to a full price sale. Um, 
so yeah, they do kind of rely on on the in-game purchases. So if it's a simple Definitely. skin, who the hell cares? I agree. And indie games are great, dude, because like I feel like sometimes, you know, have you ever been sitting down at your computer and you're like, you don't know what game to play, and you're like, yep. man, I want to play a game that is fantasy, mm-hmm. but it's open world, but there's cars, <laughs> and I can date chicks in it. <laughs> and Dude, some guys like had the same thought. He's like, you know what? Screw it. I'll make it myself. <laughs> like, dude, <laughs> it's, so true. it's great, man. You can find the most <laughs> random stuff, but it scratches every one of your itches. It's it's a weird world. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh man. Um, but I I haven't been watching anything, by the way. Um, just been playing those games. Have you been watching anything or reading anything? Mate, I just I finished. I didn't even realize I finished. Um, what's it called? It's called. Mashuku Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation. It's the second season of it. I just, yep. I finished it last week technically mm. because I went, this week I came back and I was so excited, but then it said, watch again season two, ep 12. And I know yeah. most seasons have only 12 eps and I was gutted, gutted for oh, 12 a is a short moment. season. I hate, I hate those. I'll be real. <laughs> It's a it's a good one, but like yeah. the first one was longer. It was it mm. was a good series, but I highly recommend. Oh yeah. But honestly, I've kind of there's not a lot of things I'm watching at the moment the, that that pique my interest. The one thing I do want to go back into and rewatch season one of, so I can watch season two because I haven't seen season two because mm. there was too big of a gap between season one and season two. Don't remember what was going on. Is <laughs> Shield Hero? Okay. Is that one What's you it recommend? Called? It's called It's called Shield The Rising of a, of the Shield Hero. It's oh, yeah, great. I see, I see it's, it. a gr- it's a great anime. Great anime. About a dude who just gets the short end of the stick consistently. And you know what? He decides he doesn't need the stick anyway. Dude, this dude looks literally exactly like the character off of um uh Black Clover. Li- is like <sighs> Literally the exact Mate. same. This is this is kind of crazy. Hold on. <laughs> they all look the same. No, bro. I know to I Rob, I know to an extent <laughs> they that they all do. Look the same. But this guy, I, I want to send you after this like a comparison of the two. These two characters are like <laughs> big. They're the same dude. They're the same dude. Oh man. Anyway, <laughs> I, I anyway. haven't been watching any anime at all. Um, but that's pretty much it of, of what we're watching, playing, and reading. The last segment of the podcast is viewer questions. If you want us to answer your questions, as always, let us know in the comments below. Even if we don't get to your question in the episode, you know, directly after. Sometimes we do go back to older episodes too to to find questions that were asked. So please let us know your questions in the comments below. A lot of the times I read through the comments before this episode, before we we film these episodes, just to get a gauge on what's going on as well as sometimes I see questions that that have been written in and I – talk about them in the podcast almost mm. seamlessly like it was my idea but it wasn't like you just <laughs> talked about lies of p because there absolutely was a question about lies of p oh, you, you know <laughs> you clever know. i'm a smart man <laughs> let's do uh, this but but yeah genuinely we we do read every question that you leave, like every comment every question read every single one of them even if we might not respond um so please do let us know your questions in the comments below the first one we have is from dunham who's asking question for both you are allowed to implement one change to try and fix the judging in mma what is that change this came after the shevchenko Mm. fight i believe um rob one change I, i i reckon same response i had last week johnny go back to pride rules all right, two 10 minute rounds. Okay. Nobody nobody gets a finish. You call it a draw. That's Can I, I can I ask you if you were to fight with with pride rules, would you do you think you would prefer that as a fighter versus yeah. the way it is yeah, now? Dude. Why is yeah, that? Dude. Why do you say that? No one's getting out of 10 minutes with me. <laughs> <laughs> no one. No one at all. No way. Uh fair. Fair. Is that is, and that's going to fix judging? All problems gone. Hey, that's going to fix yeah, judging well, because yeah, because you don't need the judges. True. Like, but but at you, all. Just yeah. get rid of them. Yeah, true. Get rid of them altogether. But do, do, I, I know you say that not many of them will end up in draws, but there will be a few that end up in draws, right? Yeah, but then it's a draw. 
I guess. Like that's just the rules of the game. There's no finish, it's a draw. Yeah. Look, I, I, I agree that there are a lot of problems with judging. It's, <clears> I, I know that now they're doing that whole 10-8 training. I don't know how that went. Um, I just don't know if such a drastic change, one, is ever going to happen, but two, is actually the right call right now. Yeah. I would need to think on that for my answer. But the next question we have is from Abusive, who says, love the channel and podcast. Not sure if either of you have watched this anime, but if you haven't, you definitely should. It's called Bungo Stray Dogs, and I think you would really like it. Right now, it's in season five. Each season has about 12 episodes. Coincidentally, 12 episodes. By the end of season two, I was hooked. It's by it's animated by Studio Bones, same studio as My Hero Academia. I mean, that piques my interest. Mm-hmm. Rob, you, I know you've watched this one. Um, what do you think of it? Well, much like My Hero Academia, I got sick of the amount of characters they were focusing on. I, I don't really like it when they stray out and they have too many main characters. It, like, I just, I just can't find it in myself to care about all of them. You know, I like, I've done animes where there's, there's two main characters or three even, like Samurai, Samurai Champlow. Yeah, you saw that recently. Yeah, like that's phenomenal, and mm. I cared about all of them, but more than three. Come on, bro. Come I mean, on. I mean, you have a soft spot for Black Clover. I know that, and that, and that has the ridiculous nah, amount I've of never, characters. What do, you, what do you What do you mean a soft spot? Like, I've never even watched it. You said you liked the. No, you've watched Black Clover. You were like, I love the theme song and I've, stuff. I've watched the first episode. You're such where a the dude would just—he's always swear to God on my kids. I love the theme songs. Okay, and I, I was like, them, surely you've but, watched more than one episode. No. Nah. <laughs> but the dude was just all over that chick. He was just screaming a lot. Yeah, yeah. The other guy was just a edge lord that I cannot get over. <laughs> like annoyed the hell out of me. Yeah. Like By the it way, was just like a Naruto. It was it was it was Naruto Sasuke all over again. Yeah. I and get I, it. And I hated those two as well. Annoying kids. I, I, I see where you're coming from about the too many characters, because speaking of Black Clover in the movie. They had so many very, very strong characters that they had to f- think of like plot points to <laughs> put away some of these characters so other people could actually shine when they versed the main bosses. So, yeah. yes, like there is a limit to, I think, right. like, I don't, I don't know. Would you put a hard number Are on you- it on how many main characters there should be? And like Jujitsu, uh, what is it? Jujitsu Kaisen. Jiu-Jitsu Kaisen yeah. That's starting to stray out again. Bleach did the same thing. It's like they, it's like they start to get success, and they're like, "Well, we're going." The only way to drag this out is to have seventy more characters. I know you're saying, hold on, I, crappy episodes. I know you're saying that about Jujutsu Kaisen because they've done the episodes, which are essentially the prequel, explaining. Two of the main guys, right? But I can't even get through it. Yeah, but Jujutsu Kaisen episode three, and we're still in a flashback. (laughs) It's because of the movie, Rob. There's a reason. How much time do you think I have? How much Uh, time do you think I have? There's a reason. Three episodes. Three episodes in, and I'm still in a still in a flashback. It's context. It's important. I should smack you. It's only going to be like a twelve episode season. Like a third of it is flashback. Like, I don't have time for this. Uh, like, and everyone in the comments agrees with me. They, they know. They don't uh, have time for it either. I don't know about that. I think Jujutsu Kaisen pretty Let good. me know. Support me. <laughs> no, they're all on the black suit. Like, the first season was good, especially when he was, like, tussling with the Demon King and it was about him. 100%. And things were going down. And then they showed that there was a power level much higher than the, where they're at. So they gave the main character room to grow mm-hmm. and a reason to get there. Mm-hmm. And then they hit me with a three-episode flashback. Nah, dude. It's because nah, you didn't watch dude. the movie. I'm just going to say it, it. I shouldn't have to watch the movie. Oh, absolutely. I actually prefer when movies have a tie-in with the nah, series. I, nah, I, nah, you I, see, Bleach burnt me out with the movies because they started throwing them in whenever they wanted to. No, 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 nah. no, no. I, Don't go I, throwing I, movies in and not telling me the movies are there. But if you're, you're in the know, you should know, right? If I, I, I don't like, and Dragon Ball did this, as much as I love that freaking franchise, random movies that don't mean anything at all, well, aside from the last I mean, one and, and the last well, few actually, because they actually wait, did matter. Wait, I don't like movies that just don't have any contribution to the main plot. If the movie's not on, yeah, exactly. What? It's not on Crunchyroll. Oh, it is on Crunchyroll. Ah, Yes! <laughs> Hour 44 minutes. Watch it, bro. I'm telling you it's good. I'm telling you it's good. It's under the 
It's labelled Season 44, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Because Crunchyroll does not know how to label shit sometimes. They really don't. <laughs> they, are, they are freaking hopeless. They're horrible, okay. right? They have they are, like they are, 10 they are, different are, languages and for some reason right. they're all split up in different numbered yeah. seasons. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, next question is from iTube Your Age. I think that's how you say your name. I don't know anymore. Question for Rob and Johnny. If you had to choose, would you choose performance mode 60 frames per second, 1080p, or graphics mode, 30 frames per second, 4K. Rob, what's your choice? Mm. It depends what game we're playing. It's a good, it's, it's a good question, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because like, if I'm playing a 2D game, yeah. <laughs> graphics don't matter that much. There. Let's say you're playing, I don't know, God of War. Like, f- oh. single player, you know, story-focused game. Nah, performance mode for sure. It's always wow. I thought you would have said 4K 30. Okay, interesting. Nah, because like if you've ever played a game that lags or the input delays are a bit slow, it just pisses me off. Yeah, I I said this in the last episode. For me, what matters most is consistency. I don't care if it's 30. I don't care if it's 60. If you go in between those very fast, then you notice it and then it just looks like crap, right? Like if you're playing a game of 16 and someone drops to 30, you're like, what is this slideshow nonsense that I'm playing right now? (laughs) But if it's 30 the whole time, like it is on the Nintendo Switch, then I'm totally cool with that. And most games that you play, mm-hmm. Rob, if they're indie, like I'm sure a lot of them are also playing at 30 frames per second. If you're playing on Switch or whatever, but nah, you don't really play the Switch anymore. Computer. Yeah, nah. I don't even know where it is. It, it, it's docks there. It got yeah. taken by one of my kids, and it's never come back. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm waiting for the Switch Two or whatever they're doing. I, I need a I need an upgrade with that. I'm very tempted to buy the ROG Ally. I'm very tempted. I'm like about to click purchase on it. Anyways, next question is from Connor Fowler. Do you have any superstitions or rituals you go through before you take on a challenge? And Rob, I think this was more towards you and fighting, for instance. Um, I just do much the same every other time I I go through a uh, a comp or a yeah thing. You know, I just do the same things. Focus, have mm. a ton of coffee. Yeah, try to get into a good headspace before I before I get in there, and then mm. yeah. Let Jesus take the wheel, sort of thing. Yeah. No, so it's probably not to the stage where it's like a formal ritual for you, but you just like a bit no, of consistency. It, yeah, I just just consistency. Don't yeah, break and fix it. And the last question, and I'm glad we are asking this one because the question was super fascinating. Uh, Callie B asks, "What was it like, Rob, not playing any video games for six weeks while on the Ultimate Fighter?" It was torture, dead torture, <laughs> and it wasn't just. The lack of video games yeah. was a lack of all entertainment. Mm. In the Ultimate Fighter House, they don't let you, well, for me anyway, they didn't let you have TV, they didn't let you have books, they didn't let you have video games, no outside or in, no outside um, communication. It was just, and obviously the whole time you're dieting, trying to cut weight to make yeah. weights for fights, and you're living with 12 other dudes that want to punch, punch on with you. Even mm. your own teammates, you may have to end up punching on with. It's, it's just a, <laughs> it's just a recipe for disaster. Like they just they try yeah. to make it as uncomfortable and put you on edge as much as they can, to try and get the best television out of you. I yeah, it. I can't. I kind of get it. Like for those of you, like, I want to drop a random piece of knowledge, and some of you in, in Australia would, would know what this is. So my brother was actually on Big Brother, right? One of the seasons, a couple seasons back. Um, same thing. And it's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I could, and obviously you, you did it for, for a reason, Rob, but I don't know if I could submit myself to such torture with literally no communication with the outside world. I remember watching this video of the, one of the Big Brother shows, I think it was in the UK, of them being told COVID was a thing and they're like, what the hell, global pandemic? They just had no idea because how else would you know? It just, mm. it's dystopian to me. It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's a weird place to be, you know, for that amount of time. It's yeah. weird. And uh yeah, it was not fun. It was not right, fun I, at all. I, I want to ask you a question to to end this mm-hmm. off. Like let's say you were going back into the ultimate fighter house and you only had one form of entertainment, books, movies, games. What are you choosing to to books. keep your company? Really? Books. Easily books, yeah, definitely. Wow. All yeah. right. Books. Yeah, books are yeah, books. You didn't, you didn't even hesitate on that. You're like, yeah, books. No. Books, mate. Books are the gateway <laughs> to everything, man. 
Like true. Yeah. Yeah. They can be anything you're craving. You can immerse yourself into any character you want, mm. depending on the one type of book you want to read. Yeah. Like it's just and there there's so many of them. Yeah. You know, you'll you'll never there's been so many times I'm sitting at the computer and I don't know what to play. Mm. It, that's never happened with now, to be fair, I have been I have there have been points where I don't know what to read either. But that's because I'm not looking hard enough. All right. It's there. It'd be books. Books. Okay. I'm butchering my own reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny that you mentioned that. I was thinking about this the other day about and obviously, it's a very, very well-known book, obviously, Lord of the Rings. But how much influence that book and then eventually the movies had on, like, all kinds of video games that deal with fantasy, like high fantasy and RPGs, mm. Elder Scrolls, like, all, all of them get influence and inspiration from Lord of the Rings. And I'm sure that is, like, just one example of books being the foundation for a lot of entertainment that we enjoy today. I found Lord of the Rings a hard read. Like, but you've read it, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. The, the the scene like Frodo and Sam crossing Mordor took forever, forever. Mm. And again, like they're not even the most interesting characters. I don't care about what two hobbits are doing. Like, <laughs> no, the they're not. Wanted, you're right. No one, right. no one, no Aragorn's preparing the armies of like to of Osgiliath, like of yeah, Minas yeah. Tirith or whatever. You know, yeah. like. It's nobody cares about the two hoblets, <laughs> hoblets <laughs> walking around, <laughs> walking around <laughs> some mountains hiding from things, and one oh, dude freaking man. out, going crazy, and little golem dude trying to steal stuff. Like, nah, <laughs> it took forever. It took forever. Oh, <laughs> I love those movies so much. I, I need to go back and, and rewatch them. But Rob, that is it. Hopefully, touch wood. No error messages so far. That is episode twenty-one of the MM Arcade podcast. Hopefully, like I think the idea is we try and get back either on the Monday night and record a podcast for them. But if we ever do miss Monday, it seems like Wednesday night is the next best night for both of mm. us because we can start a little bit earlier and I can get them out like 10.30 Sydney time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, episode 21 in the books. Episode 21. That's us. That's us. Thank you all to all our fans and listeners and viewers. Thank you very much for supporting us. Please leave a comment down below. It helps. But also share it. Tell your friends. Like it. Do all the other jazz that you do with these sort of things. Yell it from the windows, okay, (laughs) until we become a mega big money (laughs) sponsored podcast and I can – I don't know what I can get. Get the glowy lights at the back. <laughs> I, the dream one thing big. I would love, like, it, dream it, big. <laughs> my dream, Rob, is for us to actually have a studio, like our own custom-built one. But that—that that is a pipe dream. We'll get—we'll get to it maybe in the future. <laughs> Subscribe, yeah, dream and big, we'll see Johnny. you next time. Absolutely. Take care, guys. <laughs>